just as the dropship finishes flying through, we should have everybody touching down soon as we start closing the gap on Echo HQ. Both squads landing in the dead center. Oh, wasting no time. Guild already got that Spitfire and the G7 ready to unleash. Getting a crack over on the other side. Thanks to Waltz. He tries to go for the follow-up. Waltz going to be able to navigate away while Guild gives him suppressed fire. But he is unstoppable. He's nice. holding such a nice little head glitch here, too. He's forcing them to go to him. He's got two knocked. And it looks like Legacy are your first team to go out for our first game. Moist take the 50-50 with the dub. It can't be killed, not only clutching it, but getting all three kills. This plays out just like their contest yesterday with the first game going to Moist and in quick order as well. With Echo HQ having also a ring console and a crafter, you could not ask for a better start out of Moist. And with a zone coming to them as well, this is looking like, well, the lobby's about to get a little, a little soaked. Oh, no. Hashtag moist. They are looking to stay here and I'm oh man I don't know Dia if it's us that is cursed But this is okay. So when we were over in Amia covering the action Echo HQ had two circles pull in that direction It looks like now for our first game open up the doors because we are moving right over to echo once again For this next circle now it could be pulling a little bit more north We've seen that happen before but I'm thinking about that ring console. That's also right there by echo because we've got the chance to take a look at Dark Zero, it does appear that their bets are that this is going really far south into Echo as well. I I'm hesitant mostly because you know the you know you know the fallacy where you see something time and time again and you go, okay, well it's gonna be that again. I, <laughs> part of me just thinks we might go up towards Pylon, but uh, that that might just be the copium. I could, you know, we're going to have to see. I think it is Copium, but it would be crazy if it just took a very hard turn and pulled in that direction. We're going to have to see with more teams making their way over to Echo. Currently see already a fight happening on your screen. Sentinels right through the smokes. Arcan backing away here, but I like the different adjustments that Sentinels have been really trying to approach. They're willing to try a bunch of different things as long as it works out for them, but it looks like Moist can't catch a break. Dark Zero, knowing that this 50-50 was gonna happen, took a trident and immediately rotated into Echo, but that's also the fact that it's a double whammy. They know who lands here, but they also want to get ahead of the other squads that are in the middle of their rotation. On paper, this is a really late fight to take. There's plenty of opportunity for third parties, and I do like that Dark Zero are playing it conservatively after applying a little bit of pressure to Moist. They themselves, however, do get rolled up on from behind an Eternal who land over in Devastated Coast, have easy access to harassing Dark Zero. Both teams now forced to play on the outside, leaving Moist again, large and in charge in the central building of Echo getting flashbacks when you were able to access the rooftop over here by Echo from that zip line. With some adjustments, though, some of these teams have been able to take advantage of being inside of that building. I also want to highlight, we see these shots getting taken with the triple take from Phony. He's about to try to maybe put up the wall in this rotation, but the pick rates on the top of your screen. I just want to talk about the fact that Bangalore has a 100% pick rate right now in this lobby. While we see two Lobas, 10 Conduits, and 15 Catalysts, the walls have come up. X marks spot nocturnal now moving away offered to the other side trying to stay out of the line of sight of the team right in front of them but they're looking to back away nice shot from what looked like a 30 30 coming in from complexity 
This is something that Hodzik has actually praised Nocturnal for, being able to on Bangalore be really aggressive, get up in other teams' faces, cause a problem for them. And he does just that with the smokes initially, but Xset have expended a big old cooldown to get a meager, meager rock to play behind. It is not a good position for them at all, and if anyone rolls up behind Xset, they are gone. What's crazy is that out of the 19 squads in this lobby, only six of them are not in this circle, initially in this Echo HQ location. It is insane how congested already that next pool has been with over the rest of the lobby waiting here on each different side of Echo. Complexity not slowing down anytime soon, though. The Conduit ult slowing them down, taking the tick of damage that left Kimchi 1. They're looking for the reset, and they are able to get that Catalyst up. And that's after taking a knock onto Koifel as well. So Complexity have a numbers advantage. Now that even Monsoon's been able to pop the shield bat, it turns into so much more of an effective hit point differential. Monsoon can go ahead and go on a flank, but these stairs are really awkward, and Xset still stay on top, hitting for triple. They've got Koifel back up. Xset have equalized things, in fact, taken a big advantage now over complexity, turning the tables by using the high ground, the access to the stairs in their favor instead. And it's even better for Xset to wait on this high ground while Complexity know that there's another team shooting at them and pressuring them from right behind. Xset's actually pinging that same location by the bunker doors if they want to try to counter-rotate already, try to get out of this situation, with other teams looking to rotate from the east side of the circle, exiting out of Launchpad and Devastated Coast. Complexity aren't giving up on this, though. They almost take down Koi, and Xset have to turn their entire focus back to this stairway. An ult Excel was popped, giving Fun the ability to lay down the energy barricade once again, but Xset are hesitant to use it. They don't want to have pulled off an ult Excel simply to get the ult forced out defensively again. Complexity continue to pressure. They're now being looked at from above, and Xset are hemorrhaging resources just to stay alive on this platform. While Furia are suffering right now, Madness is outside the circle because he can't cross yet. He's getting pressured out. They had used the wall what looked like earlier to try to at least close in that gap. Hopefully Madness is going to be able to reset and make his way over. But the wall has gone down, so he needs some suppressed fire from his Watson. You know what else is going eliminated. down? Yep. Exit <laughs> are gone. That place, not exactly what they were hoping to play in the long term. Dark Zero are being unseated at the very top, be it Arcstar spam, be it Cat spam. Furia want to make their way over, and the way has been cleared for Zero to walk on, join the team. Dark Zero do still hold the high ground, but whether they'll be able to actually keep Furia at bay is an entirely other question. I don't suspect that Furia are going to give them a lot of space to work with. Dark Zero at least being here on the high ground about the teams with the 3030s over to the right side. I know Optic is coming in from the south side of the circle too, with four other teams matching that from the west side of Echo. Currently see Dark Zero dropping down. They had the opportunity. They were able to get that brick, and they're fine with just giving up that space. They'll fight their way right back into the high ground. That is Furia eliminated in 18. You don't get to be neighbors with Dark Zero, but you know what Dark Zero get out of this is a large amount of sustain. They were running low on things like bats and importantly cells as we got later into the rings. And now that they've got the full kills on the members of Furia, they get to inherit all of that leftover loot. Phase start making their push up, trying to find a little bit of purchase moving over, not even in Echo HQ yet, just fighting on the line up to Devastated Coast. 
Face finding temper, I believe, on the other side, and it's the fight for that ring console that is right by Devastated Coast on the north side. Meat Lovers waiting in the distance. Bay is getting bombarded by some nades. are looking to take this fight. Panders already entry-fragging with the R301 over to the other side. Thank goodness that R301 is back on the ground. Love seeing that weapon out into play here, too, without having to rely on that replicator, and Temper doesn't like being on the low ground here. They're actually trying to counter-rotate, getting right back onto the high ground, right next to Phase by Devastated Coast, but they can leave their backs open by meat that are coming in from the bridge that is not where the meat goes on the sandwich it should not be on the outside and i get the feeling the meat lovers are about to rectify that cat reinforced doors are not going to be long for this world especially with ults being thrown on top of them over sleepers go down big nade crack on the inside for tech and now with the bloodhound ultimate you've got just a couple seconds left on this massive information as temper very quickly make their exit and a wise one at that vicky being caught between these two teams was going to be a death sentence for temper and i'd rather take my chances on the low ground i saw one smoke nade and then i blinked and temper was out of there they sped ran their way into that low ground they wanted no business after realizing that they were pinched between two teams Smart decision here. While they did drop down, they have to look at the teams that are still playing on the edge, like PLP. Looking at them here, as you can see on your maps, this is pulling 100% towards Echo HQ. Look how many teams are still sharing some of that infrastructure of Echo over to the left side. Ape Gang, Nine Lives, trying to gatekeep teams like Elevate and Disguised, who are still in Barometer. And can we just compare this briefly in our minds to what we saw in EMEA this morning? In EMEA, there are still four or five squads trying to rotate through Pylon at this point, waiting for the next ring to close. In North America, everyone has a spot in Echo HQ. Doesn't have to be a good one, but everyone sat somewhere coexisting with way too little room to breathe even nine lives who have been forced out onto the gravity cannon still don't have to fight elevate until two rings from now it's crazy here how many of these teams have been able to coexist and they're still doing some poke damage from afar you can hear those 30 30 shots ringing through the air while face have also slightly backed up still sticking to the high ground here they're looking at the team that have made their way across the bridge. Who will initiate first? Because you still see Temper hanging out on the low ground. If they see any knocks happening, they could easily try to counter-rotate and then sandwich meat if they decide to take that fight. But it looks like they're already in the middle of rotating. PLP is providing some extra pressure, preventing them from getting a clean rotate. Temper could still find themselves sandwiched, though, once the circle starts closing in the next 40 seconds. And this is going to be a very late rotate for both teams because neither one wants to open their backs to the other. With FaZe not, of course, wanting to give that up to meat lovers who will run at you. And the same being said on the other side. It means that both teams will have to fight not just each other, but now Temper who has taken the rotation, as we just mentioned, ahead of them. And that's still not including the one squad elevate that could come from pylon and take a northern rotation in as well we're introducing a lot of teams into this potential northern rotate because this next zone is the one that's going to take a lot of squads out you can no longer tank ring in zone three it is going to have to be move into zone find a place to stay or die outside of it 
Oh, Panders, he got Beanball trying to take that evac, trying to find some sort of safety, landing on the ground to all those 30-30s, and it don't stop with line of sight on the bridge. Meat is putting in some extra pressure. You've already used the catwalk, but where do you even go? Hiding around the other oh. side of the wall, you're getting bombarded by nades. He is playing a scene out of the Matrix. If it isn't the nades, oh, it's the bangle that you have to avoid, and now they're forced out of their position. Not a lot of cover on these boxes. We've seen them be pretty easily pushed just a couple hours ago. Nice focus fire from FaZe does at least remove the threat of the conduit from in front of them, but from behind them, meat lovers will be cresting that hill. FaZe need a better place to play, and they need it now. Committing down onto the low ground. Zera makes the first move, but he goes down before he even touches the rock. That is crazy how fast he got deleted almost immediately right there. Zero from a distance with that 30-30. The Havoc also coming in from Complexity, really helping them out. Taking a look at where that team may be sitting in behind that rock. But it's the extra pressure from this northeast side that Complexity has been holding ever since that beginning fight with Exet. Do appreciate the Complexity have managed to orchestrate a hold of the low ground. Not everything is looking in order for them, however. You'll notice that, at least for Louis, there are no big heals right now. It's all coming down to six shield cells. I believe four syringes left. Complexity, as a three-person group, cannot have a whole lot more than that. And while they are blessed by the fact that not a lot of people have actually been fighting them for this spot, eventually, Complexity are going to get pushed. Worry down here for Snipe down and Panders. Look at this positioning. Right before Meat Lovers is going to have to move forward, like you mentioned, but they will still be in the line of sight of PLP, Dark Zero. Optic is behind Dark Zero right now, too, and Moist is still holding it down inside of Echo HQ, but it's all the chaos. A snipe down is incredibly low. Panders gives him some suppressed fire, while Tech on the high ground coming in. Just finished getting himself a new Tesla, by the way. So he is feeling himself, feeling confident with the rest of his squad. But where are they going to be moving on to next? It's going to be a difficult rotation with little to no cover. Evac Tower, not a bad idea, but far from a sure move. As ultimately after this evac, the meat lovers will still have to find a place that does not exist realistically for them inside of Echo. DSG make their move as E8 crawl up behind them, now owning the gravity cannon. E8 also not yet in zone, and Zap barely makes it down to this fence line without getting beamed. At least he's got the wingman in hand, ready to get some revenge. Looking right through the smokes, though. Elevate with this rotation out of the gravity cannon. They have to make sure nobody else comes right behind them. I know Ape Gang is still playing slightly outside the circle. I believe they're one of the squads running the Loba, so trying to play for that late game. Disguise, though, hiding inside of a corner, about to get pinched by E8 on the other side. It is complexity hearing the fighting. They're looking to get into a corner for this next circle, and it's only Timmy who's alive with the Volt in hand. He's got a gold mag. They're looking to rush and playing right behind the knockdown, but it's just way too much. He gets taken down. It is Elevate. And right on the other side, you see Complexity Monsoon with the Sentinel putting in the work. 
Okay, Zach. Okay. It was impressive, but it was momentary. It was fleeting for E8 as they, as well as DSG, who both rotated in late, could not ultimately find a space to play. And they are not the only ones. A lot of teams expire on their way in. The one squad I haven't seen show up in the kill feed is Meat that took the late evac tower and have not been punished for it. Complexity spot a rampart on the low ground which is going to be an interesting puzzle to solve as they will ultimately have to play this side of echo hq let's hear how they do it go to the spot please they're on the egg glitch here 95 on one i gotta back up okay we gotta watch Maybe our back that, though we're really good here in the cubby yeah it's, gonna, it's in yeah, careful of northeast right now full heal i have bangle here take this ult i'll be right now we maybe would have just rat here yeah, I don't I know. know how good it would be though. You I just have to smoke us up here. How many yeah, digits you guys have? I have one. I have, I have one. one. I have one. I have one. Play left side. Play yeah, right. Right. Digi right. You just smoke us right here. We're shooting them. Yeah. That Bengal team, they're rezzing over there on the north, okay? Just careful right now. Careful right now. Oh, damage. Oh, damage. oh, take damage. Okay? Right, you're right. You're right. They're pushing us though, I think. On yeah, the left. I know. I know. I'm going to look. Any cells? I have one. I'm going to drop two. I have two. That's it. I'm going to take some. This is kind of bad. They smoked us. Uh, we have to, I have to take the whistle. M195 on the northwest, close, boys. Nice, I have one. a second. We just lived through a wall. Through smoke. Shoot it, it. I, I can't see that ult. I got wall. I have wall. Good wall. Play on top of plus. I, I put ult down too. I put ult down too. Good ult. Good ult. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. We don't have to overswing for this. Oh, they're above, above. Play it on me. Dead, 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 dead. You win this. Save my neck. Save my neck. You win this one. Two. Literally one. Give me shield! Boys! I didn't know they beat me. No way! Just like that, a falling bloodhound right on top of their heads, Dia. You may miss it, but the Bluth was not in their favor here. Losing out in that corner, it was tricky. You heard how chaotic those comms were. And Meat Lovers getting involved in the corner, finding themselves right back to the lobby. Eternal is still alive as they're able to get the reset now to Void. It's happening to Eternal too. That's the problem with dropping on a team. Somebody else is going to drop on you. The low ground is tough to play for a reason. And a lot of teams are taking the bait, playing it instead. Some of them, however, have no choice. Optic, one of those squads that actually plays in the middle of the playable space right now still technically on low ground but having height critically on some unfortunate teams below them one such team dark zero who now has to face off against optic who have the height advantage and this is optic who made that rotation from down beast right behind dark zero playing right behind them here too moist have not moved from this spot but they've also denied themselves looting opportunities since this is where they land look at what they're working with here waltzy although 47 on the 30 30 should be fine the vault is looking lackluster in terms of energy ammo now right in front of them though they do see optic gaming and optic cannot give up this high ground with moist being right across from them and it is just four squads left right next door to Moist. Sentinels have set themselves up with a Watson. It's keeping Moist from pushing out and getting involved, helping to shut down Dark Zero on the low ground, but also probably the only thing keeping Optic alive. 
What's crazy too is that face is still alive. I believe as a rat with Sentinels also playing right below Moist. Dark Zero on the edge by the fence line. Optic Gaming looking to rotate. Dark Zero here, some fighting. You can see the pings. Will they be able to initiate too with the conduit ult that they've laid down? Look at where Snipe Down is right next to Dark Zero. They don't see him just yet. He's playing from inside of the piercing spikes. Me slowly chewed through and dropped is the one to claim that kill. Another point goes to Optic. Dark Zero emerge in the midst of a smoke, cut off by a catwall now, turning around to fight Sentinels, but ultimately having to dip back out of the ring. Moist with no problem whatsoever have a firing range to work with. It is like loading into the practice tool. Moist, clean house, taking out Optic and waiting for the wall to drop as it should in the next five seconds. They can't get any loot from this. Bangalore ult stopping them, creating that space, but with only one left, Moist. Batman and Robin, except, uh, you know, you're not, they're not working together, but they were a part of the same storyline. The constant contest, do we see that here with Legacy? Uh, and potentially now, Moist, who loses Waltzy, that is a huge start to this match. It's a big turnaround for Legacy. And they got to be hoping that the ring pulls over to Echo HQ again after having effectively won. Yes, they may not get a squad wipe with Moist getting to escape into the ether, but Moist are escaping into a POIs that are claimed. Not just shots from behind them out of Legacy, but Eternal Lion Wave for them at Devastated Coast, PLP at Launchpad, Evolution landing at Pylon. There seems to be no escape from the never-ending fire that's being thrown at Moist. They should go here, I would imagine, and... If you're looking at the map as we are, they are going to be near a uh, way to recover their teammate. And I think that is one of the benefits of Conduit, being able to get those banners. So they should be able to have a chance to get back as a full three and have Waltzy. But it's going to take a minute uh, for sure. And and not, not all is guaranteed as well as we take a look at the overall situation. After such a devastatingly good start, it was a... Devastatingly poor one for Moist. And, you know, it looks to be another southern zone. It could even pull very close to Echo, as we had seen in game one, DSO. Pretty similar start here in Stormpoint, at least in terms of map. I'll be honest, I wasn't going to say anything. I, I was just, <laughs> just going to let it happen and uh. see if we went Echo. But with Evolution rotating in, it seems that a lot of teams are once again placing their bets that we're playing out a nearly identical zone. PLP are getting in position. Oversleepers have already started to rotate in. But miraculously, with Moist being able to survive, uh, they should be essentially watching the kill feed to see when Legacy goes out. Because as long as you're able to stay above Legacy in the standings, Moist can call this a win on the contest, where they've already done quite well for themselves in the first game. Maxet flying in as well. We find ourselves towards another conversation with Yanya, Yaguarez, and Niazul. LG, that's kind of the three players we were so consistently seeing, representing and hailing from Mexico, and now no longer represented with LG. That's now Sweets, who's been off of NRG and put together his squad, the Funk and Slayer, to be the top of North America. But what does that leave Legacy? It leaves them, in my eyes, with something to prove. It's a team that has always been so good team fighting has been their strength 
not necessarily winning big events, but certainly being threatening within the top five. And whenever in a situation where they're playing edge or coming across a moment where you need a big game from them, certainly a team that, unlike unlike all teams, they can drop a 20-kill game uh, pretty regularly and get enough to just maybe shift their, their standings in an overall six-game matchup. And I dare say, Randy, that I expect them to, especially in matches like this. Now, when you're a team that drops over an Echo, like we said with Moist, it's your job to be able to read that zone better than anyone else. And it's very curious to me that Legacy have chosen not to stay in Echo and instead move out to Devastated Coast. I think they're hedging their bets, saying this isn't actually going Echo. It's going to pull up further north, and we are going to be on the eastern side of the ring where nobody else is. That's an interesting thing. I mean, if we could... If it is possible to take a look at that just for the map for clarity because that that's kind of a big decision you're talking about teams going is it going to end up exactly as it was last game or are we going to go just a little bit to our east and and that means an entirely different rotation if you're trying to run kind of western side and south because that means you're right there you're fine you're not going to have anyone behind you but if it goes farther east you are going to have to push through every team that's in front of you versus having no one at your back versus now having to go through six different teams it is a very big gamble that these squads are making phase one of those squads that usually okay with fighting as well but are in that south side looking to get some poke with the havoc from range is very tricky and content with that so far maximizing the use of the conduit as well keeping panders topped up one of the benefits of course with conduit mm. is that if you are aware that you're not going to get into a fight you can use the conduit tactical just to maintain your shields while you evo them giving yeah. yourself an even better chance of having greater armors while also not expending resources in order to mm. keep yourself in the poke battle that's a great point too just about the fact that a lot of these games unlike games that you might be playing yourself at home have to do with teams there committing to an area very early and now how are we going to level up our evos we've got to get involved we have to poke that's why you'll often see at least something like a 30 30 maybe a nemesis some type of medium to long range available a scout great example as well to be able to do damage here but also have an impact because you do have to trade off between are we going to get involved in this fight? Are we going to third party? Or are we going to play the zone? If you have a scout, a lot of times you call, hey, fight happening left. Let's get some KP off of that. And you can get one or two pieces while you're still holding onto a zone that might win you the game. And that's exactly what PLP are trying to do. RKN playing a little bit of hide and seek by himself there. Optic knows where he is and they don't like it. They're trying to get him off his back as well. But no one going too aggressively too far here. Let's take a look at the map. Oh, my Lord. And Legacy, even at their POI, gamble wrong. Moving out to Devastated mm. Coast when now the zone pulls us back into Echo. This is, I, I will say, highly unusual. It's four yeah. zones in one day across two regions. Wow. But a move like this is still going to change things for Legacy and not for the better. I mean, look at this, too. I mean, you, you see all those teams of the right. We were kind of talking about the problem for that team far left. If if you consider, I think it might have been Sentinels where let's let's talk about nine lives, uh, a squad that is there. They're OK. They can sit. They can wait. Had that pulled towards coast. It is a heck of a fight between Evolution, Optic, Sentinels, PLP, X-Set just to get in. So right now, 
All is well in terms of the call. A lot more to do, Dia, in terms of that, though. You still got to play. And a hit, kind of an unusual 20 teams still alive in this lobby. Not one squad has fallen here so far. And check out Dark Zero, who are going to be playing right along that edge in the zone. Wow. Could be our first squad to go down, especially as they get noticed and have to go all the way back on this rotation. But they've taken almost exactly the same move as they did last game, much like mm. Sentinels, who have repeated their performance. Dark Zero, however, hemorrhaging meds outside of the ring and ultimately will have to fight for the priority over gravity cannon where we already know elevate likes to go late yeah this is going to be an interesting rotation with dark zero i like following this along you're right because they have to use the meds here early they've got 19 seconds before the zone starts to push in so it's going to be interesting they'll run into kind of the edge of where teams are holding off echo but they're not going to push so as long as they can kind of stabilize and and fight off of elevate gaming which will run into dark zero now they'll be okay but that's a big if because those two teams are playing very very well and they're beginning their fight as complexity still sit inside this building bit of a different read from complexity as well we haven't touched on it the way that they played the low ground was something that we discussed at the end of last round and it was an early prediction from them as well having them also be a team as complexity that have elected to play a little further north a little outside wow. of last game's zone they'll also be in a bit of a tough position Ooh. towards the next couple of rings double cat walls have been used by dark zero and e8 respectively in order to give each other space for the fight but neither one really fully wants to commit to this engagement especially not without an initial knock dark zero get rounded on over this head peak at the hill oh, no. and now we're right in the line of sight of e8 it's temporary and EA both firing at Dark Zero, your winners of day one, and perhaps about to be shut down. And that is just unlucky from Dark Zero. They had a chance to push Elevate. They had a ton of damage, and they just didn't go for it. I think they were worried about what just happened with Temper pushing in, but in the same way, because they were worried about it, it almost sealed their fate. They will lose all but Zero, who is still alive, and Elevate. Zap and Zack doing their scouts honor duty to try to make sure that they can make a claim and he is gone, and he is not coming back. Zero, is that a quick potential res there? Or just That's a craft of some it. meds? Wow, that would be amazing if they can do it. And it is kind of a new world where you drop down and you can fight right away, but Elevate, they're still stuck on it. They do not want any chance of Dark Zero playing behind them. And they're actually going into zone to try to finish that off. I'll be honest, if it's my ranked game, I'm letting the reset happen because this next <laughs> yeah, zone is KP, closing. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it, like, it, it, it just seems like it would benefit them. This is for the second time this game. I'm going to point it out. The ring actually took out Disguised, unable to manage their meds in exactly the same way. First, it was a knock on one member, and then two quickly followed. They're not the only ones as E8 moved into the zone and took out Dark Zero, but that makes two teams that have completely expired outside of the ring without ever touching Echo HQ. You know, and this is a team that you highlighted. What makes Elevate so interesting in, in your eyes and kind of what they've done here? Obviously, they could fight, um, but, but they're making good decisions, Dia. They, they really are, and a lot of this comes down to, in my opinion, Zach, I think that they've got three great working parts, and I'm a fan of all of the individual players, but we're seeing this happen with great IGLs across Apex Legends history. Of course, there's Hal, and that's a bit of an exception, but then we look at teams like Dark Zero, and even with Zero, who's been sticking with Jen Burton for a while, you've basically got a format with older, experienced IGLs where they go, I know exactly what I'm doing, and I'm going to pick up two crazy, consistent controller players 
Mazur's to help me do it. And Elevate follows that same philosophy, with Zach Mazur perhaps not having the same accolades as Dark Zero and TSM fans benefit from. This same format, and the fact that I've listened to a lot of Zach Mazur comms from his C9 days, I think is going to work out really well. It's a very mm. smart IGL. He hasn't gotten here for no reason. No, I mean, Zach's honestly had a great opportunity to be at lands. He unfortunately got sick in that first land uh, and uh, graceful with Cloud9 had to take his place. They ended up, I think, top 10-ing, uh, getting into that final day, which is amazing. But you look at that ability to do it, certainly it's more just consistency. Maybe elevate that squad to do it. Moist, can you believe it? We saw their first fight. It did not go well. They found a way with Conduit and MT to get the banners back and be alive as a three. Let's listen in and see if they can keep this luck rolling. You guys need to move, though. I'm, I'm just dead. I'm dying for you guys, okay? Yeah, I don't know if I'm making it around, though. You just gotta try. Yeah, I'm dead too. Wow. That might have killed me. I mean, not lucky, I would say, at all. And in the pro league, it's hard to kind of count on being lucky. People just don't miss shots as often as they did. Good job to get the three back, but as I like to say, it was a day late and a dollar short to you. And with Moist going down, we had to compare them to Legacy, who actually fell even before them. That's both teams that initially should have had an advantage in this ring that are now fallen with zero points each. We haven't even cracked the top 15, but Xset, who fell in the first couple of squads last game, have made a miraculous recovery and are fighting out of the IMC Armory. And Nocturnal, even with the Catwall in his face, almost takes down one, and Koifel finishes the job on Panders. FaZe are in trouble. Xset Koi. Going for it. This man is supposed to be a prodigy. 17 and 18, just bursting onto the scene at such a young age and now finding that moment with fun FPS and Nocturnal. Gained some maturity in this pro league. Certainly stepping up and serving what most would have expected. Just excellence when it comes to aiming and winning those fights. Another fight going the way of Xset. Furia has been doing some damage alongside their route as well towards a potential win. And his Watson back in the pro league, back off of his retirement and his hiatus, certainly come back with some vigor and some verve. I think gaming though, maybe the most important story so far with Moist being gone, Elevate has really played spoiler to Dark Zero and have a, has a chance here to be on the outskirts of a, a decent spot in zone with 13 squads still left. It's the same rotation as they tried to make last game, just one ring earlier. And I love how it's worked out for them with a little bit of posturing through the windows. This isn't going to hurt anybody. EA don't even want to take out the squad inside of this building. As much as it would be nice to get the KP, it's completely irrelevant to EA's game plan. They want to play around the outside, moving into Echo HQ later, like Furia are. But as we said, EA did it first. Now can they punish Furia? They should. And and if they know that Fury is going to sit there, they know they either have to move or they have to get engaged. But it's not actually going to be Elevate that starts this. It seems like Nine Limes has maybe gotten involved and in trying to poke outside and Elevate have lost Zach in the process. Phase Zeratricky has gone down as well. The Koifel on the other side. And I'm Madness, back with two full reds, is going to play maybe the worst role for Elevate, which is the one to finish them off as they cannot 
withstand much more than this. It's going to be one. It's going to be two. Maybe a third will survive, but it's Furia's zone now. Nine lives still inside. Hugely problematic. That is devastating for E8 as Nine lies again. Two teams that could, should have been able to coexist ended up clashing for an unforced reason. Neither one particularly benefiting, although in this case, I think Nine lies will be pretty happy that they saw the team on the outside who was emoting on them taken down. Now <laughs> Furia get to move in uncontested and take on Nine lies themselves. And Furia, the fact that they can just be inside is huge, but don't don't forget that Elevate Shubi is still alive. Though Zap and Zap cannot contribute, placement points are still around for the taking. And with 12 squads left and not a lot of space, you're going to start to see those squads shrink. Meat lovers in tech with the Prowler in hand. It's 58, and it's not enough to get a clean kill. They're going to back off there. And with the Horizon all just a second for a Wands to say, if we needed to, looks like we don't. Let's hold. Rather play patient and alive than hasty and dead. That's very true. Interestingly enough, Meat play out of a similar position. They have been hasty at times, but it's been fascinating to watch them in their second day of Pro League take a bit of a breather. They look especially practiced around these zones, even though it hasn't net them a top five finish yet. Furia play things slow, everybody preparing in almost a calm before the storm way for this next ring. The squad's up on top of Echo HQ. Squads like Complexity really benefiting from it. I, I, I think this is absolutely one of the better spots to have. The only issue is you have a lot of teams rotating past you, but you want to have this high ground if you can. PLP, the only team, center zone down at the bottom near this kind of tropical tree that you saw there on the south. Madness peeking over. He slides back, and Keon finishes the job. Nice tag team duo. And Fury with 10 points. Fifth place over on the lobby. Nine lives goes down. We have 10 squads left with round five closing in. Just 15 seconds, and they're going to have to make some type of play here. But Furia, they'd rather wait. They have angles. They have support. They're fully loaded. I'm Madness 25 away. Only a few damage away from that red shield as well. So Furia in a really good position here. The Meat Lover is not in such a fantastic one. Ultimately trying to crest Echo HQ, shot out of the sky, and with just Luxford left. I don't believe they'll be able to survive, maybe evading some attention for now. Can Luxford even get Tech back into the game without prompting a push from the surrounding teams? Sentinels are looking down on it. And when Sentinels are looking to get aggressive, you know that you're really down bad. That's one of those things that, you know, it's been a big story with RKN trying to find those right moments to really showcase just the intelligence that he's had. He joined us on the desk and uh, clearly became friends with a lot of us here. But in terms of his pro plays, absolutely had something to prove. He's been fine being willing to prove that and continuing to guide his teams to these final zones. This would be a major moment to be able to clean this one up because so far, Furia are looking pretty good in terms of holding their own space. Monsoon and complexity, we know how powerful their spot has been they had the high ground all along and now we see x set we're gonna find out can they somehow put it together fun fps koifel the young gunner and nocturnal and they get the dub let's listen in and see how they play this end zone yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. we're doing way too much i have 120 we might get we might get swung we might get swung okay low ground might swing us and then south might swing us did you say fun what gun you you're on and me right yeah on and just chill. Just, everybody's in a fight. Just chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch your drops. Watch your drops, boys. Watch your drops. Yep. Dead above me? Yep. I'm not yet. I have ult. 7%. Yeah, 
Okay. This is like ultimate save from low ground. We need to be careful with yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. Someone's ballooning. Someone just healed right here above us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see them. Ooh. No one ballooning. Yep. Wall went down. Yep. Look here, I'm looking here. Yep. Team, team close, team close west, team close west. Okay. We might be able to peek him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna burn it, I'm gonna burn it, I'm gonna burn it. Stay healthy, stay healthy. They might, they might just send us, they might just send us. Blows, blows, blows. 120, 130, 130 in them. Kill two, all dead, all dead, all dead. I can ult above, I can ult above. I'm ulting above also. We play bingo, play bingo, play bingo. Okay. I'm we batting. just kill after, we kill after bingo, okay? Okay. Yeah. There's a team on low ground, team on low ground. Yeah, yeah, we just commit and kill a high ground. Commit and kill a high ground. I'm, I'm waiting that bingo, I'm waiting that bingo. Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting bingo. There's a bomb, where, what? Yeah. Oh, what did you have to bomb? Climb up, climb up, climb up, climb up, I'm all in this, I'm all in this, I'm all in this. Slash, 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 in the knockdown, in the knockdown. Shot, they dropped, they dropped. Wait, on me, on me. Where? On the team balloon, careful, it's all this. Northeast balloon. Yep. Climb up, climb up, climb up on me. Climb up, climb up. In the wall, on the wall, on the wall. He dropped, he dropped. with playing the Bangalore. All they gotta do is play height here. They're gonna stay alive. The gravity lift brings a few in. Koifel trying to get one of his wins here. That would seal the deal for Xset. Claiming this game, huge hip fire shots. No, 30-30 and somehow. Should have a crafter on it, giving both teams a fair shot at looting up after they land, but that depends oh. entirely on who wins the fight. And right now, Legacy have got a purple and a PK. All right, we absolutely take those. I know Moise had been able to acquire a blue Evo from what I was able to see, but Yanya, what can Yanya make with this? PKG7 in their hand here. He's also still rocking the white Evo. Trying to take a different angle, but I do like the fact that this wasn't a fight that was taken in close quarters like we had seen, especially in that first fight that we witnessed with Gil taking a nice little head glitch, but Nizul's literally won. So Moist already opening things up with the advantage. It's about to get up close and personal, especially after the amount of damage that Waltzy was able to do. And once again, making it happen once more. Now with the conduit transfer waltzy should be able oh. to come in with the rest of the team and finish this off yes mt is down but if you're a moist fan i wouldn't be too concerned about it yet the beak is out and in the early game especially the mozambique's long range high damage profile can make it a fantastic weapon for taking the early 3v3 win I'm so glad you highlighted that. Don't sleep, don't sleep and with the way that guild is holding this angle even with both of his teammates down He's in a 2v1, waiting by the edge. Pops in the smoke, trying to reposition himself. He can't let them fully reset here, or is he just going to call it move back instead? He didn't have a lot of meds to work with until he picked up those two shields off, off the floor, and he is just calling it. He's not even going to risk it. Yanya still has that purple Evo shield, full health, and instead of just sticking around, just waits for them to try to get their third back and then use that time to get away. Super smooth swap from Yanya as well. Just allowing this to happen. Echo HQ finally has Legacy not just able to win the contest, but then take full advantage of the POI and move out of it, as we will be going a bit further north this time over towards Lagoon and Launchpad, where already we've got several teams set up. It should be no surprise to anyone that Sentinels are one of the first teams there. Will they be one of the first teams out as Ape Gang Gravity Cannon onto them? 
Temper was shooting at Guild, and now Guild is running for his life. They're doing the Spider-Man meme while they fly over each other. The voice is looking back at Legacy. Legacy is doing the same thing, and they're taking the gravity cannon back. Love being able to see that action happen in real time, but I also love even more Dia seeing a different circle. We are moving a slightly bit north from Echo HQ, but more in that center to east side of Stormpoint. Furia should be pretty happy making their way out from wall they had a great game last time and this time are rotating right into a care package next door to their poi with complexity moving in just behind them furia do have a limited amount of time to make their way into the next ring and not a whole lot of ring consoles on their way there's nothing at command center nothing at cascade so this little bit of information that furia got at wall is the last bit they're going to get on where the ring is going to the catwalk coming up for Xset, who have taken the high ground over Dark Zero, who have the advantage in terms of evil shields, but they're not looking to try to take this fight from this position. It looks like they want to try to prioritize getting right around that next choke, seeing where Dark Zero wants to go. They already know where that next circle is already pulling, so they want to hang out here. Sometimes with this circle, we could actually see it pull in exactly where Dark Zero is right now by the rocks to their right, or it could continuously pull more closer to Launchpad. But Dark Zero finding that player right in front of them, it's going to be RKN going down by the 30 30 in Zero's hands. That's Sentinels that they already have the advantage for. Moving in, Dark Zero want to try to take this fight. Raynock doesn't happen off of an Arc Star, but notice how Dark Zero move around the Dark Veil that was placed and use Sentinel's own Catalyst Wall against them, making sure that it provides cover to Dark Zero from the squads in Lagoon. Sykes does overextend just a bit, not anchoring for his squad and instead wanting to frag once more and his PLP enter the fray. Does look like Sentinels are getting the worst bit of this. Dark Zero also cannot be too happy. Oh man, and that was them having to reset with Zainu being right behind Sentinels too. Look at the Picasso painting that they've built up with the Watson fences, putting down the gen so that way nobody else can try to contest them here with the Bang ult being unleashed. Zero is still taking some folks though, still trying to get a little aggressive, not letting Sentinels fully reset, but the rest of his team are behind him. He wanted to try to get that purple evil if he could, at least take that one last shot as well, putting in some pressure and it's PLP that have the high ground here. And with the banner that Dark Zero were able to recover and the purple shield, they should be able to get Sykes back into the lobby with the purple themselves, given that the new respawn mechanics will let Dark Zero sort of double up in that way. It's a retreat for them and for Disguised, a late rotate, but a much easier one through checkpoint as playing through here. They do maintain high ground for now, but would sure like access to the crafter in front of them if Optic on the other side would just let him have it. Oh, and it looks like they are, actually. You could take oh, all nice of that. Though. We want nothing to do with it. I guess the holidays are coming even earlier than they were expecting after they just ended. And Disguised, this is a team that I believe very much relies on momentum. It's all about that mental state from each individual member of this team. They've started out a little rough for today, so hopefully this is this could be the start of that momentum, while Legacy are getting gatekept by the team right there by the bridge. I believe that may be Eternal exiting out of Devastated Coast, not letting Legacy really find their angle to try to go through that choke. And there's still a squad late rotating behind them, Dia. It's gonna be Ape Gang coming close to pinch Legacy. An odd rotation from Ape Gang. We'll see if Legacy actually find out this is happening before it bites them in the behind. Their retreat 
out of Eternal should let Eternal continue to play over by the southern end of Launchpad, hanging out with the buildings that they've got as cover, and finally into the actual ring itself. But Ape Gang and Legacy have encountered each other on the other side, so I'm sure we'll hear a few more shots from them, perhaps see one of them show up in the kill feed after a little while. Exit's late move in to where Moist ultimately retreated to try and grab their compatriot is going to be just fine for now but what's not great is their shield situation this is worrying me about xset mostly because they had such a good game just 20 minutes ago and need to put up similar numbers here especially if they do an evil shield check and they see that nox still has that white evil although i am seeing on the feed too furia in a fight getting a trade going down and we get to see the side-by-side -side. shout out to the observers catching the action just as quickly here his watson lower this evil shield isn't looking to reset just yet to give some help to madness who is one he needs to chase him down on that lift try to reset from the inside he gets that next knock onto shuby it's e8 taking this fight not too sure if they were able to get the original res but if so that gives furious some extra time to reset too Love the way that Watson stabilizes for the team. It's a lot of practice, a lot of hours going into the way that he covered the singular res on Keon, takes out Elevate as almost an afterthought, and again reinforces for the rest of the team. Furia's reset perfection in these moments, and it couldn't have happened any sooner as Dark Zero, with Sykes back into the game, are just now passing by. A little too late to third party, but it's just by a hair. At least you get to prioritize that northern choke point rotation that overlooks the launch pad site. You could uh, try to approach from at least that high ground area right through that choke, and they will be above Furia while the rat is. So that is going to be that next plan by the spider den that they're going to be able to rotate on. They will be coming right behind Exit, though, and Complexity and Meat Lovers are on the north side of Stormcatcher, so they're right above Exit. So getting involved in this fray will allow Exit to also be taking more cover on that low ground if they try to farm Nox Evil Shield. Meat start to move down. They've always been a late rotating team in these southern zones. Understandable, since they've landed over a lightning rod. Without TSM in the group, this comes to them without contest. And FaZe, encroaching on the very same territory, may be giving us a three-sided team battle. Both of these squads, of course, converging onto Exet. Complexity, phase, exit, meat lovers from above. We saw Dark Zero rotating in as well. And all of this is to the very northernmost part of the zone. What's even crazier is that Moist is still alive. Guild is still alive. I don't believe he's been able to get his teammates in just yet as they do have a conduit, but he could be getting them if he has enough time and space over by Stormcatcher where there is a replicator. So stay tuned for that while we tune into Dark Zero. Red Evil on the other side. Zero gets absolutely beamed, having to navigate away. Does have the help, though, from the conduit. Temporary shields from Sykes. So in case they try to take this fight, they can reset just as quickly. I like that Zero waits on the heels, pulling for something more efficient. Since you've already used the conduit tactical, there's no rush to get yourself, in quotes, in air quotes, back into the fight. It's more about putting yourself on permanent footing, and Dark Zero do just that, holding the opposite side. Meat lovers do not go on a push, but Nine Lies playing outside of Jurassic have a very different game plan. This is going to involve farming kills, and with Optic on the opposite end of this fence, is going to have a... A difficult game should this team either decide to push them with Optic on one, Nine Lies on the other. Both squads simultaneously want to be taking on kills, neither one wanting to cold push each other.
<laughs> both actually calling it off. Optic trying to wonder if they should try to approach there in that situation, but taking a look at FaZe and where they're sitting in right now in the circle. Want to see if they want to wrap all the way around, but if they do, they will be running into Evolution and Eternal over by Launchpad. This is the overhead that we have of Exet. That's that low ground I had mentioned before, too. No one's going to try to contest them for that while we see that lone survivor from Complexity over to the right side before he finally got taken out. I'm sorry. I feel like I cursed that right there. See the evac tower being called in at the very end, too. But with that next circle... That circle that is right on the outskirts of that lone house away from Launchpad. We've seen this circle before, and Sentinels had called it. And with their composition, Dia, we know that this is a team that likes to play for those final circles, especially with the Watson. 100%. And all credit to RKN for these circle predictions. It's been now three games in a row that RKN puts his team in a position to get at the very least top five. And defending it as well after a disastrous early clash with Dark Zero makes this all the more impressive. The ring and many teams still have to move into Lagoon, however. And it's worth noting that there are not a whole lot of places that you can actually play in Lagoon. The rocks provide very little cover, and even where Dark Zero are currently sat is not going to provide you a lot of safety long-term. Catwall gets used. Zero desperately needing to be rezzed after this shield bat. It should be the time for Dark Zero to try and get their IGL back in the fight. Well, they were able to get a trade and get a knock onto Yubin as well. So getting this trade off and the reset with the Thermite during the line of it's sight. It's two down. Right above them, Zainu. What a Thermite in the angle that he was in. It's only up to Jen now to restabilize. And Jen's already used the catalyst wall, so there's no cover outside of a meager white knockdown shield being used in Lagoon. Somehow, Dark Zero are getting their players back into the game, but it is against all odds with four squads all within 25 meters of them. Wow, look how many teams have already shared some of that space, too. That's what we're expecting. There's four teams, by the way, trying to fight their way into that, uh, that building. As we take a look at Legacy on the other side of Temper, taking this fight, taking onto the height. Digi threat in hand here, too, for Cloaked. Just trying to stop their rotation, but playing off the slight little lip with the circle, closing in right behind their backs. They are safe inside that next circle, but they're looking to take this fight. Legacy coming in from the heavens, putting down the black hole. He gets shut down almost immediately oh, with no. two going down from Temper. I talked to Audi before this match day, and Audi very much recognized and respected pro teams for the length of time that they've been, of course, in the pro league and the smart way in which they fight, not just relying on mechanical talent. Temper feel that right now. They don't just know it. And all I can say is from Legacy to Temper, Welcome to the Pro League, with Nine Lies coming in right after that to clean up a few kills. Everybody is going to be getting out into what is likely to be a Lagoon ending. Temper, of course, having the initial move on that, but all teams having to move through those that stuck around by launch pad and with very little resources to do so. There aren't a whole lot of crafters if you haven't come from Pylon, and that means that squads should be running low on resources. What in the chaos is this circle here? We're looking at FaZe, but right before this angle, they had taken a fight versus Moise, who, by the way, Guild did get his teammates up at some point and found their way to take care of Disguise. FaZe on a terror, putting themselves on the board. 8kp in total for this entire squad. They are feasting right now while going for the reset. 
FaZe's use of the cat wall there means that it's not going to be up for the next zone close, which is happening in 15 seconds. This is big, and it could be the biggest miss call from FaZe should they go down. They are going to have very little effective cover to work with, especially now that they used a smoke on top of it. Watch FaZe. Keep your eyes on the kill feed because they've got a journey to go and no cover to do it with when they approach the next zone. The Meat Lovers still playing on the edge with Nine Lies playing on the south side, but they have their sights onto Ape Gang and Temper that are making that rotate over by the south side. Phase losing out on Panders. The gravity lift right in front of Snipe, though, having to be careful, finding Void, getting that first knock. He tries to get the finishing blow, but with the circle closing it, it is too much pressure. This is a circle that will make you cry. Meat Lovers waiting on the other side to try to gatekeep, but there's a squad that's right behind them. Unfortunately, angled out in way too many ways. Smokes both on cooldowns means that meat lovers have to play around the rocks, much like Sentinels were earlier, but without the setup. A1's still trying to hit some flesh heals while Luxford struggles on the low ground. What on earth to do when the team is scattered like this, when you are beset on all sides? Luxford's finally get the gonna get the chance to hit a bat. It almost gets canceled by his untimely demise. But now, with the alternator in hand, Disruptors no less. He's thinking about committing onto the recent demise of Ape Gang. Nine lies take another 3v3, bringing from the preseason qualifier, their ability to frag out the meat lovers commit, but again, chewed through by nine lies. Even moisture looking at this. Can they survive the nine lies? Again, I mean, it looks like they themselves have had nine lies with the uh, just insane game that they've had to push through for today. Guild's down. Guild going down and MT popping the Phoenix. He is able to reset while Walty provides some additional cover. He stops the reset from happening. No res in his zone, leaving nine lives. Literally one. He gets the knock with the melee. It's only up to MT to come in and close out that final finishing blow onto nine lives. But the squad oh, behind no. him won't let him. They're empty. Moist get wrapped around. It's Crane that shoots them in the back. MT still putting out respectable damage as he gets collapsed on, but it is Nine Lies that outlast them again. Nine Lies who are still waiting for their chance to reset. We'll see and they were if they right can survive up against Cream. They were right behind Cream when that was all happening. They all focused fire that last member of Moist. So Cream now taking that fight versus Nine Lies. Let's jump into that listening with Set Nose while the Kraber is in RKN's hand. They just ate a fat nade inside. 140 on bang in the window. 140 I'm holding right, holding right with Kraber. In front of me. Care height, care height. 140 under, 140 under. Crack one on height. Just a hard focus seems on the left. I don't know if there's someone on my right. I think there is. There's a solo somewhere as well. Okay. Solo or two duos? There's this wall's gonna go down and they're gonna be in this cubby. They're, right they're, they're safe, they're safe, they're safe. How the fuck? Close right, close right, in the smoke, literally in the smoke. I just hit a big nade, I just hit a big nade, 100 damage. Underneath, we have angles right here. There's a whole stream in underneath, I think, guys. I have this much I think He's right here, crouching in a corner. Do you guys have nades? No. No, no, no. Oh my gosh, I'm being focused from height. So, so, so all, all we have is a solo to our right. You can have Catwall? Yes, I have it, I have it. Still have hey. it, bro. 
That might be the solo to the left. No, th this is a full three man. This is a full three man. We have to hard watch that. Someone bats. else Does anyone need a bat? I dropped two. He bangled it. He bangled it. He bangled it. Cracked him. They're, they're swinging out. They're swinging out. They're swinging out. They're swinging out. Dead on the bang. Dead on the bang. Dead on the bang. I bang just forward towards buildings. One, one, Nice, nice, nice. Watch our right, guys. Watch our right. Watch our right. Watch our right. They're all here. He's trying to res. They jumped out here in the pocket. They're playing the pocket. Cracked guy. Cracked guy left. Dead, dead, dead. Okay. There's a team in I here. I don't have okay. any more heavy. I, I have ten right. somewhere. I think, guys. I still think, I, I, I think it's right here. I think he's right here. They're fighting. Got him. Got him. Got him. All right, we're fighting straight up. up. Straight up. They catwalked. Nope. I'm walking up. I'm walking up too. I'm playing their wall. I'm playing their wall. Batting. I'm smoking on us. In this 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, Having a much better time on Stormpoint versus World's Edge here, and we actually get to see some fighting off the rip already. Sentinels not able to take a break with Temper right above them. I mean, you know, I just didn't want to say this looked kind of like how I would jump into a match in World's Edge on Fragment. It's certainly lasting longer as well, especially with the Buster Sword that's been in there for a while. But luckily, we don't have that in the ALGS. Uh, and you know what? I don't know if that's luckily. That would be some fun matchups as well. I would kind of like to see a duel with a Buster Sword for it all in Apex Pro Esports. But <laughs> neither here nor there, Vicky. Sentinels, though, coming off a good second place finish. Not a win, but a lot of points. They're second overall in the lobby. You know, RKNs, Nile, Oriolis, they're going to feel happy about that. And I can see why the confidence is there. And we believe there's also another 50-50 potentially happening by launch site into Dome here. We may have to save in the feed between Legacy and Over. But while we see currently Sentinels still trying to find their footing here in Fragment, getting on top of the roof, RKN being on the Bloodhound here too, by the way. I love to point that out as we talked about the different comps coming into mm. play. But the trade has allowed Sentinels to keep this fight even for right now, but giving up on the high ground. Bit of an issue there, and obviously RKN being the IGL, it is so tough when he goes down first. Temper, though, end up getting aggressive, but then backing off and taking high ground. Cloaked, call spades. They're going to try to do it 3v2. I'm not sure why they can unless they get kind of caught in a little situation like this. Oriolis gets a little bit of damage. Does he have a blue? But look at that rampage. He doesn't miss a bullet. And there's maybe no better weapon in the game if you don't miss a bullet. But sin oh my goodness, is that somehow Zanile? Yes, it is who stays alive, it's not just because of him. It's because Evolution saw an opportunity to evolve in their KP, and they third-partied this. They moved so fast from Monument. They knew that fight was going to go down. That was a 50-50 in the making, waiting to happen. And Moise, who usually shares Overlook and No Name, have already made their quick rotation around where they have Evolution in their sights. Finally getting Sentinels, taking them out of the lobbies, and now cannot get away for very long. But man, what a timing for Evolution. I believe they also were probably able to get the Ring Beacon, too, that was over by Monument. As we take a look at the southern zone that we have here on World's Edge, moving in between Lava Siphon and Launch Site, this could actually go towards those buildings that are north of Launch Site, right before that zipline that could take you to Lava Siphon. It's going to get pretty congested there, and, and it is Legacy who does land in Launch Site, so they were able to get the information from that ring console.
Well, actually, taking a look at this, Vicky, it's great to see kind of how condensed this is already getting. It's clearly a southern zone. We know where that's pulling. And this is World's Edge. This is not Storm Point. It's not Echo coming into these new areas that people haven't played and getting adjusted to after Ignite's season drop. This is tried and true. And so they know where they want to play. They know the ideal rotation paths for this. And I, I would like to see uh, if we can see some more predictability from some of our top teams. I think this is an opportunity, too, for Disguise uh, to come in. They've not been playing well. They've got a lot of uh, potential. And Raven mentioned it. It's about figuring things out on the fly. If they can just get their comms, just get their decision-making a little bit better between Temi and Design and and, and and seeing if they can do this, uh, I think they can have a chance. But uh, it, it's going to be a matter of can they adjust together, especially with the new map. It's a pretty good opportunity. It's all about that mental, too. If your comms are, are a bit crowded and the vibes are a little off there, you have to imagine uh, the tilt that that could put individual players in. And I do know Design is a very passionate player, too, just making sure that the team stays together there while Timmy's an insane fragger in his own way. But having to see how that's going down for Design enemy and such, Disguise will be rotating from that north side, but a team that we have had to highlight after their performance in that last game on Stormpoint, PLP, taking the dub over Sentinels, who came in second place. Sentinels not even in this lobby anymore, but Zainu rotating with the blue evil shield. And while they do make this rotate, they're taking their time while they go through geyser there is no replicator there i believe but most of these teams over on the east side of the map have already made their rotation into that final circle bony frex and zainu zainu with dark zero the story there is they felt like they needed a change and that change obviously was sykes sykes also changed from xset bringing in koifel it's a lot of really deadly damage dealers being swapped and sometimes you might think well why is it that like when you look to make a change oftentimes i feel like a lot of teams would think well it's time to make a change to the character of our squad like how we overall are but a lot of teams in apex they just kind of switch off the exact same role but with a different player you know koifel i mean even if you include amia you look at effect you look at uh Zainu, you look at koifel you look at sykes they play very similar roles for their squad. They're great controller players who dominate when given an opportunity in 1v1s. Maybe sometimes it's just personality that's the right fit. And, and in gaming and in Apex, you know how big of a deal that is when you have the right vibes. Vicky, I mean, so it doesn't sound very educated, yeah. but it's kind of true. It's like sometimes the vibes are high, and that is the difference into why you would go with one player or not. It's super important. It's synergy. That all comes down to the synergy that your entire team has and knowing when to follow up and understanding and trusting the individual players on your team. PLP has been taking the long way around into that next circle, but they are neighbored right alongside oversleepers who probably saw PLP and have made the rotation out of Big Mod. Naturally, they will have better loot to work with, and you can already see they have the advantage with those evil shields. A catwall has been called in from landslide and that is exit that is on the high ground from landslide as they do have the replicator available to them we do know that the skullpiercer is in the replicator as well as a purple stock but koi doesn't even need it he's taking some of these shots with the 30 30 finding his first crack very very good weapon right now very efficient that 57 42 you're breaking a shield most of the time if you hit a couple of those it's a tough weapon to get it down from from that range and not that you could play much off of it g7 i think when that was a little more meta had just that explosive nature of pop 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 and you're almost hitting what feels like oh, i'm dead before i know it 
30-30 though, so consistent, really good up close, and I think just blends wait, in well with Wait, 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 currency. wait. They didn't know. No way that I did the fact that this guy was still there like three minutes later is crazy. Waiting for one team, any team, to fall right into the flight trap. Design getting a knock. They get the following knock. Kareem get eliminated as they are running away from Exet and fall into disguised hands. Are you kidding me? That's just not right. <laughs> That's just not right. Wait, wait are on, they going me. back to the same truck just to wait again? Oh, you're going to do it crazy. again? <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The next team, only team who could possibly have that happen to them, though, would be Xset. And I don't anticipate Xset falling for that one. Dark Zero in the middle of a big fight, though. That's a piercing Spikes headshot. Of course, that's not going to do much for Dark Zero and Spikes finding a way, but these could. One, oh two, God. three. Four would have sent him home. There it is. That's the fourth. Uh, Wope will go down. Nine lives inside the container. Nowhere to go. Dark Zero just saying it's a matter of time before we get in there, especially with 94 bullets left in that wingman from Sykes. I don't know, though, Vicky. Do you think this is worth enough kind of trying to go into it? Or are they putting themselves at a risk of getting third partied here? We were talking about how many teams have already made their way into where they predict that final circle is going to be. And this is a very risky fight because you have to also imagine the line of sight that teams have on you from Lava Siphon. I know right behind where uh, Dark Zero is to their north, Meat Lovers is right there, as you can see right here. Meat right. with Tech getting that scan. But they're backing away because they also cannot give up this spot. They overextended and they lose out on their cat right when they were trying to take some shots at the team that is north side of launch site. That believe that maybe Legacy was able to get that knock. Dark Zero, though, do end up taking over the territory. Meet on the other side of the wall. Teams behind them and the smokes around them. And 14 teams beside them. As we can see now that as we head over to the southern side of our map and it pulling in, the skies are rotating around tree, eternal rotating around stacks, formerly in fragment, shifted a few seasons ago now to eastern side of the map and they could run into oversleepers right now though on the other side of it is phase. Eternal gonna climb as high as they can. They've gotta go through tunnels or they have to fly over and they're gonna elect to fly, skip through geyser and hopefully land in front of Oversleepers, who are going to be taking the exact same route just on the ground to get to where Eternal just landed. They get a couple of shots, and it's just about maybe throwing this wall just to try to survive. Oh. Doesn't even get a chance. Can't even look in the wrong direction. Immediately gets pinged by a bunch of 30-30s on this rotate. They took the Hail Mary evac out of there, and they are paying for it. Right in the line of sight of Optic, who are looking to capitalize. Wingman in hand. Dropped on the other side with a G7, but they also don't want to give up this corner because they know that there's probably a team right below them. I believe that may have been FaZe that had taken control over the buildings right next to the geyser by this spot in the platform. But EEC somehow are still alive, looking to try to get the reset at least as a duo. Carrying around those mobile respawn beacons, I just feel like has been something maybe teams haven't talked about much. You know, you obviously have the evac towers and for good reason rotations you never know when that's going to be just a distraction it's going to be life or death mobile respawn beacons though sometimes take the backside of it and with this tight of a circle 
Even though there's still 15 squads left, there's not a lot of ways to get a respawn, so they might just have to play with two. Snipe down the one who was giving them that courtesy knock that made things difficult. Beautiful. Radiant transfer. Snipe down was getting low. He's going to now hit the Phoenix kit. Cover those shields for real as Pander smokes their left side. And Zeratrick, he's still on a white. Gives you the information that you need. They have not done much this game except stay where they are and trying to play for zone. But it has not worked as they are getting peppered from all over. And Charmander and Vod trying wow. to take at least one down. And I think they will. They clean them up. FaZe gets eliminated, and that push too with the Cowell is exactly why you did not see Optic Gaming leave that exact area on the platform to try to go for a dirty on the team that they were originally pressuring. Good job on them, and with FaZe now out, over sleepers get even more KP, and they're going to be able to hold this side for now. They, I know that it, it is going to be clear for them, but if they do try to approach that next circle, pulling towards launch site... They will be out in the open for teams on the south side of launch site and in front of Eternal to take some, some shots at them. Mm. They've got a bit of a dilemma, but I'd rather be them than FaZe, who have just gone out yeah. in 15th. <laughs> That's kind of the risk you, you take. Obviously, trying to hold zones so early doesn't really make sense to run around the map and obviously try to loot when you know zone's going to end up there. Running into teams or just going away from a place you know you're going to end up but sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles they played oh placement just did not work nocturnal wow escaping with a sliver of health he should be able to get a phoenix kit off there or at least a battery coin nearby and darks are on the outskirts mm. knock definitely felt that one literally was one was able oh, to yeah. set right here and you saw the stream of the 30 30 bullets just giving him a haircut in every direction <laughs> especially now playing this out as a duo losing out on fun i only see an evac in their hand don't think they're carrying any mobies for right now as it is in the replicator as it made the switch today dark zero though even though they were in the middle they're playing off this low ground here i believe when they did do this rotate they may have wanted to try to play for that truck originally because they knew that there was already teams on the high ground they get that dirty onto the player that's knocked right before their eyes no resets allowed and playing off this low ground could also be risky for the teams that will be filtering out of lava siphon well moist goes down there one of our contenders i think sitting fourth overall today disguise still holding a 20th position timmy trying to get his squad back together in the shape that they were expected to be in. It's a uh, number one hold still for PLP, winners of our last game. And that's huge for a squad like Zainu and Frex and Phony. Frex and Phony representing FaZe no longer with that team. Snipe down still holding down the fort there. Designful trying, but Disguise just haven't got it done. They run into Complexity, who have been firing on all cylinders today, and they will continue to move into sixth place now, tied for fifth with Dark Zero. Monsoon just went crazy with the Sentinel there for that fight, too. Absolutely feeling yourself exiting out of that fight, having red Evo, and now navigating onto that other side of launch site while maintaining themselves in that final circle. This circle will be pulling towards exactly the building that we just saw Complexity fighting disguised in after they had taken them down. Elevate, though, coming in from the low ground with some of these 30-30 shots, leaving that player literally one. It's going to be Zach now tending out the bang ult as he is able to move over to the right side. This is going to clear up some space for them to make this rotation. It is amazing what can happen with one fight. One fight can change the pace, change the future for your squad. 
in games like this. Game two, they were so close to being in the spot that Furia ultimately took from them and then took into a winning position to take the game and get into our top five. Elevate now sitting on nine points, just making it 10 as they're trying to get into the top 10 and get back to a place of potentially leading this lobby. They have an uphill battle physically, emotionally, and literally, but you've got to say, they can do it. They just have to win these fights right here, and that is a good start. They go from 11th to 8th here at least, gain a few more points, they take down Evolution, Vicky. Leaving them with just one wing on their death box before Shubi now makes the rotate around this catwall and before they see the team that's right across from them. We also said goodbye to Ape Gang in the feed. The only team, by the way, running the rampart, which is crazy. They ran rampart for the second Another time one. and meet lovers, meet them right back in the lobby. But this is amazing for E8 right now. This is a big game for them. I mean, this is really what could have happened had they not run into Fury. And now, you know what? They're not going to have to. The only thing they have to do is worry about playing in front of them, which is a good problem to have. But in the same way, that means they can't go backwards. They must go forwards. The only path forward is through, and Legacy know it. Yanya, Niazul, and Jaguares. I, this is the squad I wouldn't want to have to fight in this situation. But at least Elevate know there's no real other chance. 22 seconds left before the zone starts to push in Vicky. Legacy still holding in, knowing they might have to move too, not wanting to get caught off in a fight that maybe could turn their backs on a team trying to go and third party them. And Legacy has always been a team where they always come out on top for circles that pull towards their POI over at Launchite. They take advantage of the blessings when it comes to these final circles, but now having to fight off this team over to the other side, avoiding that nade for right now. Nizul's trying to take a different off angle, kind of bundled up behind the same little head glitch Ooh. here, but not trying to expose too much. Catalyst wall goes down from Jaguares. He's got the Sentinel as well. Ooh. But Zach Mazer with the wingman. It's one. It's 32 and flesh onto another. It should be Shuby and Zap able to clean this one up. I can't believe it. One of our best 3v3 fighting teams goes down. Elevate are elevating themselves as we speak. And now they've got another challenge. It's getting through Optic if they can do so. Dark Zero down below continuing the fight. And we're in our top five. Taking care of oversleepers here. The Catwall only providing a little bit of cover before Zero goes for the quick shield swap. It still isn't enough. They are in the line of sight of complexity. PLP now moving in. Perfect timing from that Catwall Monsoon. Having to go right back inside the building to reset. But the Circle also dealing enough damage to allow Lou to come in for the follow-up on the Wingman. Destroy these Cat Bats right in front of them. Get that dirty onto Phony, leaving PLP as a duo. They are right next to Dark Zero, who are playing off the low ground. But this is the same building that we were mentioning before. This is where that middle circle is going to be. MG Lee on the Loba. I love this pick. Not until top five, but guess where they are? This is so good in terms of finding your resources when you can't move. You've got access to anybody's death box who goes down, and you would certainly think there's going to be at least a few squads. You can either grab shield swaps. You can grab all the ammo you need. You will not be in a dire straight situation. Like, you look at Optic. I mean, so rocking with a blue shield this late in the game. Skittlecakes has not had much to work with. At least they've got a wingman and some really good position. They've just got a hole. They can't be the first one to go into the fight. But it's tough knowing complexity. Maybe they don't know complexity has a lot of resources just to the right of them. They've got to be careful. That door doesn't open and a few arc stars and nades come pouring out their way. Uh, they're going to be pinched between complexity and elevate though. And Optic and E8 both need this game desperately looking at where they're standing right now in this lobby over the bottom half of 
the bottom 10 of the leaderboard, E8, Zach taking too many shots. The mm. wingman actually getting that knock. It looked like originally, no, they were able Great to actually wall. heal up behind the crate. Yes, beautiful wall to isolate Optic for this fight at the very least. Optic having to play this safe because then if they decide to poke, that's just going to be the green light for either PLP or maybe even Dark Zero if they could get onto the high ground to try to contest them. They need Complexity to make a move. That's the only way Elevate win here because Complexity is the team to the left that splits PLP and Optic, but right now they're inside and they can just focus on Elevate slowly but surely moving in. That seems like a desperate gravity desperate gravity lift and there's an evac tower it's probably just to distract maybe a desperate option if the zone ends that way to go up and get out of sight shuby zap and zach they've stayed alive though vicky Oh, that, that is Dark Zero right there that took the evac tower to get from the low ground right back to the high ground. They got the invite to the party just a little bit late, but Complexity fighting up against Dark Zero. P.O.P. get eliminated as a duo. Dark Zero taking that fight to Complexity, though, to try to grief them while they're inside this building could actually open up opportunities for Optic and Elevate. This is unbelievable. I mean, Optic's still in that little zone. Complexity and Dark Zero, I don't know how they're sharing the space. It's just Sykes. Complexity has refused to come out of that building, and why not? It's guaranteed at least a top four. Certainly about to be a top three. Dark Zero eliminated as well. Optic goes up. They're trying to fight Elevate, but knocked. He gets not knocked. He is still alive. Somehow they've made their way to a top three, but it's not going to be a top one. Complexity finally leaves their house, and it's for a victory only. Up for a lot of these third parties, and Sentinels said that they're giving that up. They end up landing in landslide instead. All right, I'll take it. This is, you know what? A good move from Sentinels to avoid the contest. At the same time, very strange to see Sentinels, a roster that can perform at this level, that has this level of name behind them, giving up a contest in order to go landslide instead. But Arcan's played at a landslide before. It's not the last time. It's also crazy. They also take advantage of the fact that Ape Gang hasn't been doing too hot. We were talking about different compositions, and Ape Gang is now forced out of their drop spot with very lackluster loot. Look at this. Wi-Fi has got the Mozam, the Havoc, Ape Gang now just running for their life separately. Everybody's scattered and understandably so. I do expect them to regroup in the next couple of minutes as there's not too much movement throughout World's Edge yet. We do get to look forward, however, to the ring, moving over towards them as this does look via the minimap to be a slightly more northwestern-sided ring. And we even get confirmation now with the big map coming up, an idea of how everyone will be approaching this game as Ape converge onto Landslide and ultimately should be moving over into a nice spot at countdown and we're moving over to the north side here to close the countdown very similar look to what we had seen before here as complexity now wastes no time on their rotate already finding themselves close to lava fisher with dark zero trailing behind but nine lies already trying to take their fights over to the north side looks like ea are looking to also get involved there's three teams fighting over on that north side my sentinels got here very very wow. quickly and like you mentioned, E8 waste no time, even rocking up to the door and throwing a nade immediately. Watson fences make this all the more difficult to push, but Zach groups up with the rest of the team. Do they actually go for this right now? Or with the Watson fences perhaps disengaging and finding a better spot to play for the late game could be beneficial. The fact that EA also lands in Countdown, already making their way over, and Sentinels still beat them to this POI is incredible. Now, taking a look at Nine Lies, taking some shots with that 30-30 here, gets that crack and the knock on top of Shuby. Now trying to go in for the follow-up. Trying to also keep in mind 
that the horizon is incredibly low, so not trying to overextend here. Laser doesn't push it too much. Dynasty, however, going to hover for the backup on their teammate. Awope should be getting a med kit off in the next couple of seconds, but nobody really pushing the envelope in the early game because so many teams have decided that this is likely to be a Fisher zone. And what a treat, Vicky. Fisher zones are so exciting, especially with Horizon as present as she is. The ability to get from high to low ground equalizes a lot of Lava Fisher zones and makes this an even more stacked POI to get teams into. Even interesting, if you don't have the Horizon, you have to think about those evac towers that could come into play like we saw in the last game with Dark Zero elevating themselves from the low to high ground. Still putting themselves in a very risky position, but Legacy are being pressured by the team over by Lava Siphon. Oversleepers are taking some shots at them, preventing them from going on their rotate. They may need to actually wrap behind launch site if they don't feel confident taking this fight. One of the problems with Legacy's spot right now is that they don't actually have ring console. They have no good prediction on where the ring is going, and they could have gotten that at Lava Siphon. If they're not going to go through Lava Siphon, they've got to move south and all the way through Thermal, where Disguised should still be looting up on a slow rotate. Disguised have definitely been itching for fights, haven't gotten the 3v3s that they've been looking for. So as Legacy, I would almost rather wait and tank a bit of zone to get the scan in Lava Siphon. Temper in this fight here, right over by the building in Countdown. Having to be careful with their evil shields though. Two whites, one blue, and immediately it's gonna be moist on the high ground. Right on top of another team that's playing from the low ground. It's gonna be Temper who made that rotate. I know Meat Lovers is gonna get involved in this fight very shortly. They had just called in an evac tower from Landside after getting the ring console over there. But with all these other teams that have gotten that scan and the information on where that next circle is gonna be pulling, expect us to get congested very quickly. There's a lot of teams that could coexist here. Radiant transfer still on cooldown. Gilden isn't going to be able to peek this angle again just yet. And I'd rather not see Moist waste more resources than they have to. Not able to hit the crafting and countdown with no good shields and very few cells. Options are quite limited for them. Where PLP get to take a different approach. A slow approach and a really nice one. Moving through Skyhook late. Skyhook has a crafter, PLP already have great shields. You've got a ring console here, and I love the way that they are slow playing it. And while they also are slow playing it through that north side, I know meat lovers who also are trying to take a very similar rotation, taking their time, will be able to meet them on the edge of where that next circle is. But it's about to fight for that ring console that you mentioned for both of those squads. So we're gonna probably see them fight very shortly here once they cross that distance. PLP considering checking out Trials, seeing what loot may remain there. It's a smart angle for them to take. It's unlikely they get knocked off the zip line, but a risky move nonetheless. Meat Lovers shooting them in the back from Skyhook. We'll see how PLP deal with this, what their plan is over the next few minutes as we jump into a listen in with PLP. Yeah. This guy's Can you check backside? Yeah, since they check right. We have one evac, so. Okay, make sure. Are they, are they, has team still there? Uh, uh I don't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, just stare at them, okay? Yeah, I'm, look, I'm gonna start looking right. Where does tech land? Zero idea. You know where? No, I don't. Oh, wait, yeah, siphon. It's siphon. It should be siphon. It should be siphon. 
That blue, it cracked him. There's another team back there. Oh, right, no, sorry. Catalyst is definitely playing back here by ourselves. How good, how good is Trials right now? Is it like, is this is good up top? Where? Yeah, it's okay. Like, it's good. We're in? Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, I just didn't know if like, if we can play. Shit. No, we're in 100%. Right. They're smoking beacon right now. Beacon, beacon. Second, second, shoot it. Bro. Bro, you are not real, bro. I already used my Q. Hey, you friend. Team evacing east. How many subs do you guys have? <clears throat> I have 10. 12. But I have 6 uh, bats. I get like 2 from you, funny. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm 4, six, or four or 5 now, 1 feeding. Do you need bats? Mm, yeah, 1 bat. One bat okay. right, just be careful that no one takes the same rep we did, okay? Yeah, I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been staring. I've only seen a cat, bro. I don't know where their, third is, or their team is. Love the comms that we're hearing right now from PLP. I love the that fact that they're making that next step to see where they're gonna go. But why don't we take a look at Ape Gang who are still alive and we highlighted them before. The Rampart and the Loba. They had a bit of trouble on their landing. They got contested by Sentinels, but it's the fact that they're here and still alive playing on that low ground. And a nice spot, too, when a lot of teams have predicted that we're going Fisher, Ape Gang making this long regroup over into the bottom building. And with the Lobez, you've mentioned no less, gives them the opportunity to access all the loot that other people will likely be crafting and or bringing on over to them over the course of the next few minutes. Many teams are dragging their feet as we move towards this end zone, though, because it is a bit of a toss up as to where it goes. Does it move towards the north end where Sentinels set up really early on just next to Countdown? Or are we moving further into the western side of the ring where Cream and Nine Lies have posted themselves during the first couple minutes of the game? That differential is really hard to move through. And there's plenty of space outside of the ring to make use of evac towers. So teams like Disguised, Legacy, Optic as a great example on our screens are the ones that are going a little bit slower so as to avoid making a critical mistake before the game even really truly starts. I'm so happy you brought that up too, because that's also gonna highlight how some of these rotations are gonna affect, especially the Northern teams. Optic with this evac, they will be able to get across that other side of the mountain, but I'm thinking of teams like PLP and Cream, if they, it does pull towards that North side, it is very out in the open for teams in Countdown to harass you from. So while Optic makes the rotation, look how many 30-30s are lighting up the sky while they try to narrowly avoid it and find a landing right close to Countdown. Evasive action, Optic <laughs> only lose the shields on dropped marvelously and dropped especially with gold is going to be just fine with that situation. They would like to play this a little bit safe. We know that Moist is sitting on top of Optic right now and the smoke from dropped gives them the cover they need to move into this little cubbyhole that we've already seen teams play this morning. Not a long spot, but a temporary position for the Optic lads to at least be comfortable with before inevitably they will have to fight to leave Countdown. Wow, Dia, it is moving over to the West. Look at where this next circle is taking us. So many teams over in Lava Fisher trying to wait, play patiently to see where that next circle was going to be pulling. So these teams still don't even have that information if they don't have access to a ring console nearby. But it's the fact that it's pulling so hard to the West that a lot of these teams, I'm thinking Meat Lovers, Eternal, even Xset, this rotation out of Countdown is going to be brutal. I do wonder with Meat Lovers whether they'll clash on 
with PLP and Cream on their move in because they're one of the only three teams that are approaching this zone from the north. A lot of squads are in the same boat as FaZe, having to move in from the east and even turning that now into the uh. south. And it is going so wrong as there's too much open space to really make a safe bet of it. Trying to take that leap of faith from FaZe has costed them here. They're hiding inside the truck, only leaving Zara up and alive before Oversleepers tries to collapse on them. But right behind FaZe, it is a legacy looking to clean up the last straggler here for this team to prevent the recent from coming in. But they can't overextend either. Some of these fights have oh. not been taken with confidence. Losing out, Zara still alive, but it's so costful here. It's an expensive fight for Legacy. Yes, they get that last rat, but at the cost of the catalyst while coming up. And the ultimate cooldown now requires likely accelerance in the next couple of minutes as this zone doesn't give you a lot of movement. PLP have in fact rotated in. We asked this question earlier, would they put themselves up against Cream? And now that last squad has to mark their attendance. Will meat lovers be moving in through the north end of this zone as well? Or will they take the eastern route around passing by countdown? Depends on how much pressure there's there, too. You have to imagine Cream having some safety inside the building. P.O.P. staying out of their line of sight, too, by the bins over to the northwest side of Lava Fisher. We are tuning into Moist right now, hanging out on the edge of Countdown. They've been here for quite some time, originally hanging out on the high ground right from the east side, trying to see where the squad wants to go right through those vault doors, preventing them as they're forced to rotate right behind them. But they do not want to get pinched between the team inside, which is Temper, and Optic Gaming playing off the low ground from Countdown. And as scary as they must look to other teams, our perspective on Moist is a tough one. Not a lot of loot, running out of bullets now, and unable to, as of yet, take a fight. Moist need an engagement, or we're going to see Guild run out of light ammo before Ring 4 closes. I take this fight with a Digi, looking at Guild's point of view here. See, the conduit ult has been called in as well as the piercing spikes right in front of them. Disguise, by the way, get eliminated in your feeds. Complexity going crazy while Dark Zero also finding some knocks. But it's this next fight. Once Moist realizes the evil shields that this team is rocking inside, they can get very aggressive with this fight. 30 seconds left. Not a long time to not only take this fight, but then rotate out. Take a look at the minimap in the upper left. That is a long way for Temper and Moist both to go. If they opt into this engagement, they may very well be dooming both squads to a death outside of the ring. Well, they are just waiting for them. They destroy the piercing spikes for right now. There's enough time. You have to put down another one here. Eternal are right behind them. But seeing that they may get involved in a fight, this is an easy third party for Eternal to capitalize in, and they immediately send it forward. Finding a knock already onto Temper, that's going to be the green light for Moist to get involved too. It's now a very uncomfortable sandwich. You've got to imagine Eternal are the ones that are much happier with this, knowing that they have priority on the future rotation, and they take what they need and ultimately still prioritize the movement out and into the ring. They've still got a squad to fight and fortunately did not expend the catalyst ultimate that they may have to wow. expend in order to even touch Lava Fisher. What meat lovers are in the most obscure part right now of Lava Fisher playing off the edge 
of this beam on the low ground. Moist get eliminated, by the way, after taking an evac tower, finding an opportunity with some distraction from Temper finding themselves in that fight. Oh, just for Moist to fall into their demise right below Lava Fisher. Exit also on this rotate. Now trying to find a way into the next circle. Playing off that low ground. They have some time to see where that next circle is pulling, but they know that there's a spot right next to them here in that building. Not a lot of tools for Exet to make their way across either. A fight is necessary, honestly, for Exet to even be able to make it into this far building. Good smokes on the low ground as well as the Conduit Q does keep everybody topped up as Optic take the high ground and are going to have to answer this question themselves. How on earth do you move through Lava Fissure and into the western side of the ring? With 13 squads left and Skittles having what looked to be very limited ammunition for his R9, this could be a definite a tough one. And now we get to see in the feed Monsoon going crazy with a bow check. Every single time we see that team taking some picks from afar, it's always with a power weapon. And that is the power of the Loba. See, three teams sharing this too. 13 squads, or rather 12 squads now in this final circle is going to be crazy here. At least in this circle five, that's going to be closing in the next less than 15 seconds. They're trying to see where they want to rotate here with the squad still being right next to them in this building. I feel, I can't help but feel like we're watching history repeat itself. We saw the exact same thing yeah. in Countdown. No time left. Plenty of teams still on the same building, taking poke fights at each other when ultimately it will doom all of them. Optic, arguably in the safest position, but even they know that after they've stuck around for so long, it is time to get the heck out of Dodge, and they do not know what they're rotating into. Meanwhile, PLP on the other side of this catwalk coming out on top from another fight are incredibly low across the field from complexity by the train tracks on where this final circle is going to be pulling here. But across from them is going to be nine lies. They're too busy, though, with the team trying to fight for their building off to the right side. It's going to be Exet complexity putting down the low ball so that way they can also have some evil shield swaps. It's Optic Gaming who finally move forward. But look at Skittle Kicks and what he's got to work with. 31 bullets in the reserve before having to drop down. I love the positioning from complexity that we saw there. Sitting outside, watching the chaos in this building, the chaos that has nearly cold optic. Dark Zero even almost falling at the hands of this rotation. They get back on their feet, and the journey just gets even harder, now necessitating that everybody move out of this one building. There are only two squads outside this building. The other four are stacked in one wow. house, Vicky. Wow. The teams that have to leave this building, it's going to be a bloodbath, and it's open range here for complexity alongside PLP right across the field from them. It's great to also note, these are the two teams that are sitting in first and in second. Lovely overhead of the mini-map right here on your top left screens, but it's going to be insane for the action that's going to happen inside this house once that final circle starts closing in. Kimchi just playing police over here, making sure that nobody makes any illegal movements out towards them. The one thing that Complexity really cannot stop, however, are Catalyst Walls, and they are accessible. I'd say even a juicy target for teams to catwall towards, cutting off sight lines from both the house and Complexity, and taking a bunch of space towards the south end of Fisher. Exet playing on low ground, have the opportunity to pop up in this case. And remember, we talked about this difference between high and low ground being critical for excellent Lava Fisher play. Yeah, the team that also has to elevate themselves from the Lava side of Lava Fisher. Nine lies looking right below them. It's going to be their next move here. Putting down the piercing spikes, though. They see Frank's getting that knock onto Zap. EA already at a disadvantage, though, from the other side. 
Seeing what they could do here, calling in the Bang ult. It's gonna give them at least some time to work with, but all these teams are gonna be coming out. It looks like P.O.P. may be closing in the gap versus Complexity with a Catwall. We have to see how they get to reposition with the teams exiting out of the building do. It's prompted immediate aggression from Nine Lives to drop a member on the push. Laser goes down in the ring, giving Nasty and Awoke nothing to do but wait. These 25 seconds of the Catwall are going to be used instead to reset, to hunker down, to play for placement. Since PLP's Catwall drops and the smokes are the only things separating them, Complexity have a Catwall of their own going. Keeping them out of the sights of PLP, but they cannot overcommit. Keep your eyes on PLP. They can take this game from Complexity. Three squads left. Complexity, PLP, and Nine Lives looking to try to reset, but PLP looking Nine lives are behind PLP. Right, they don't even know. They don't even know. They're just kind of rotating right behind them. This is crazy. PLP taking this fight against Complexity without knowing. What? They get the first knock. Complexity gets deleted. PLP. Complexity alive! I can't believe what I just watched. Could give justice to disguise if it pulls towards that north choke point of thermal station by that uphill area that leads into Mirage Twam. Then you're gonna be able to take advantage of that choke and deny any other team moving in from the south side. I don't know if they have a circle console at the moment, and it will be pulling in that direction. But at least they have a replicator. Also nice to note that Sentinels is not landing over by landslide. Instead, they do take fragment to themselves. It is pretty devastating, however, to note what you just questioned. That disguised for all that this ring is fantastic for them, have no idea <laughs> that the ring is pulling into this area. There may be a good circle read here. Someone undisguised, I'm thinking likely Timmy, could have seen the first ring and called out, hey, it's likely that the zone pulls towards us, but without the information, they cannot be sure, and they may, as a result of a little bit of slow rotate, actually get caught without as good of a spot in ring as they could. Other teams, however, already moving. Ape Gang, hungry for the kills, as we'd illustrated earlier, are taking on nine lies. It's also crazier to note, too, on the outskirts of staging is going to be Complexity, who have probably already made that rotation, and they hear this fight happening where Nine Lies losing out on one teammate now, playing right behind this boulder. Dynasty having to only pop shield cells, no bats in their favor. I mean, right off the rip, it doesn't really look like they have a lot to work with. At least in this case, currently saw Lazar, he did have the two bats. Bursi looking at him from the high ground, but... This squad definitely has the evil shield advantage in terms of not just that, but also in numbers. So that team is going to be backing away for now. We take a look at other squads making this rotate. Moist already trying to get ahead. And nine lies don't have a conduit. They are one of very few teams that are not choosing to run the new legend. And because of that, they don't have the ability to craft banners. So when we see them abandon their fragger, Awope, they abandon Awope for good. No chance to get that banner back from underneath Ape Gang in Mirage Atois. Furia making their rotation through. This move should give Designful and DSG the opportunity to evaluate where the ring is going because nobody rotates into Thermal unless they know that the ring is pulling here. 
how quickly so many of these teams are running game here. Furia trying to fly in from the skies to just get denied by Dark Zero that have the high ground of the double building north of Thermal Station. You already know by this point, Disguise didn't go for the quick rotate like what we had mentioned before, Dia, because they didn't know where that circle was going to be pulling. I think this is a notice, though, for them, as seeing how many teams that have already rotated on that choke where that circle will be pulling eventually. The catwall has been called in by Dark Zero, and Furia are looking to see if they can close in the gap. You can play out of the low ground for a while, should you like, but not a lot of sustain on Furia. They didn't get the chance to hit things like the Crafter, even though it was in Shrey. Instead, choosing to rotate early with the zone knowledge, meaning that they can't take a lot of poke battles. Other teams, however, like Complexity, who land over in staging, should be positioned really well in this game since they'll have the opportunity, again, with the Loba, to make use of other teams as they funnel in around them. So... Keep your eyes out for complexity, be it in the kill feed or on your screens. Even if they linger over to the side where the three bins are both by the rocks in that choke, they could get themselves out of the line of sight of teams that do want to try to fight for that same exact spot. And playing around that could also allow them to put in some extra pressure onto teams like Dark Zero and Fury without putting themselves out there for them to get shot at. So taking a nice look at the overhead by staging, you see meat lovers inside of that building. I believe Temper is across from them over by those train tracks, but... I do believe that there's also a circle beacon here. Yes, and that is exactly why Meat Lovers is here. They're also going to be able to deny that information from the other teams that didn't have that type of information leaving out of the south side of the circle. With the Bloodhound, Meat Lovers do have good data, but they don't have great autonomy. This is low ground. It's a passive position for the next ring, and Meat Lovers know and likely embrace this putting a lot more onus on their later game performance, their ability to get out of staging, which can be quite difficult should the ring not correct itself and pull here. This is a low percentage pull, but one that meat lovers may be relying on more than their ability to frag out in zones five and six. They're gonna be taking their time here. Not gonna be leaving here anytime soon. Probably waiting to see if they could get another scan on that circle beacon. Taking a look at complexity, though, even though this is the team that is running that Loba, like you had mentioned before, Dia, it's going to take some time before they can get anything out of that black market. With teams now making their way over to the north side of Thermal Station, Sentinels taking onto the high ground. They are going to be coming up right behind Oversleepers, and we know exactly where Dark Zero is. Oversleepers actually may find themselves pinched in this situation with Sentinels behind them. They hear the fighting over to the left side. That's the Skies, by the way, still playing on Thermal Station. And starting to get rolling with a full kill now on Vaudery. DSG have KP on the board. Designful does get chunked, but DSG in the best spot to succeed that they have been all day. Need to play together as a team. Finish off over sleepers if they can. With Charmander low, Designful swoops in for the kill, collects it, and sends DSG to another point. Beautiful, taking advantage of that bad situation that Aura was in here. Sentinel still holding on to the high ground, but I'm wondering oh how God. this rotation for Disguise is going to go. This is going to be so tricky here for them. Complexity perfectly predict the ring. They're dead center of the next zone. Whether this pulls ultimately right on top of them or not, and it should, this is still 
a wondrous position. This should be top five easily for complexity. It's going to be highly dependent on their loot, though. We don't know what sort of, sort of shields they have, and we don't know what teams are going to encroach and when. What are the complications with huh, complexity's position huh. is that they can be evac towered on from this spot. Well, it can look a little complex here for them. They could at least hang out over to the side and wait to see what their next plan is going to do, especially when it comes to the teams that do decide to collapse. No team wants to int on the other, especially on this final game and seeing where they may be standing. Let's jump into a listening with complexity to see what their comps are sounding like and what their next move is going to be. They might die there. They're getting naded out. If they do die, we I, I think we pull from the slow ball here. And then we... I mean, yeah, it reaches IV, you can see it. Like, unless they literally die in the back, back corner, it doesn't reach. This really yeah, needs man. No, that's alright. We'll get him up. We'll get him up. Anyway. I mean, I, I saw Polterx right. play this. I want to really do the same thing. 100%. 100%. We're going to be fine. I want to do the same thing we've been trying to do. Let's keep incorporating it. Where can this end? Besides the one yeah. we think. Um, I feel like it can end right here underneath the platform. It can end down here. It can okay. pull back to staging A frame. What's the worst one? The staging A frame. I love the different that's situations really that they're setting up right there, Dia. Yeah, I, I was just coming out of that going, that's really smart. The way that they're setting up for not even things that they have to do, but based on what other teams may suffer, how can they best adapt it to their game plan and put themselves in a better spot to succeed? Really cool to get an eye on complexity and the fact that they're clearly scouting from teams like Pulverex as well. It's a good fight from Legacy, albeit one that is way, way on the edge of this ring. They pick up kills on phase and now should think about moving themselves into the next ring because honestly, there is not a lot of space in Thermal Station as it is. It's going to get more complicated the longer that this goes on and the more meds the Legacy are missing. Hopefully they're able to craft enough med kits for them to make this rotation and expect the inevitable with so many teams playing on the edge here too. But that was a fight that Legacy needed to take as well as maybe getting even more information off the ring console that was right there by the tree. Optic Gaming also making the pings as they play off the low ground to see if they want to rotate through Thermo or if they want to take the risk on rotating through the staging side of that next circle. And if they do go through staging, they also have to go through Temper and Moist as well as Nine Lies. Exit on the balloon. I wonder where they're planning on going from here. I suppose anywhere is better than the eastern side of the zone, but landing right next to Disguise certainly puts them in the line of fire, and it still opens them up to shots from above. You've only got two smokes and the longer cooldown on those from Bangalore this season, and coupled with the shorter duration, makes this not a guaranteed spot for Exit, and I like that they keep moving on. Hopefully keeping as many of their meds up as possible. Designfuls drop down, though. That means Designful smells blood. <laughs> They're land them landing right there, too, where we just saw oversleepers get taken out. Just has me screaming, I'm in danger. But Exit will be playing off that low ground right next to the skies who aren't going to overextend just yet here, with Furia also taking a look at them. And look at this next circle, slightly pulling away from complexity over to the south side, but favoring Dark Zero while Meat Lovers find themselves in this fight. Tech still has that white evil shield. Maybe went for a quick shield swap right here, too. While Lux is going to be able to try to give him some cover to see if they can try to get a res here. Gets the scan to know exactly what's happening from the inside. Tries to control some more space with these nades. They don't want to let this reset happen here, so Temper's going to come out of the building. 
Cloaked does drop. Luxford doing what he can to protect Tech, but ultimately A1s gets full thirsted and is now just a shield swap for Luxford, who gets taken down immediately afterwards. It's all up to Tech to protect his team, to get them back into the game. Hits another scan, one that was misleading earlier, thinking that Meat Lovers might be able to get a res. Audi versus Tech. IGL versus IGL. PSQ versus Pro League. The fact that they're playing off this low ground, though, in this 1v1, and they're also getting shot at from a distance from, I believe it could be Moist. There's two teams off to the side looking to go in for a third party, and the longer that this fight goes on for, the more risky that they're in. They find each other right in the bottom between all the smoke here. Adi's just trying to find a different angle with the PK, but he gets burned right as he's forced to get away. Oh! Gets hit in the back with the catalyst spikes as well. Tech's still alive, but Tech's not pushing this. Doesn't want to overextend into Audi, who is honestly putting all of the movement tech to use right now, simply to survive. With a smoke out, Audi knows that he's got a secured 1v1 up against Tech for just a few more seconds. Peacekeeper out, can clinch this at any time. One good shot to Tech, but he hits for nine instead. A hundred nearly, but Tech still manages to survive with the shield and all, pulling his teammates back onto their feet. The patient play coming in clutch right there for Tech. I mean, if I saw that PK having the disruptors, I definitely wouldn't want to push onto that either, especially in a situation where you're forced to play up close and personal. Coming in clutch here, they are going to be able to go for the reset, and PLP, our team, leading this lobby in first place with 68 points, looking to make this rotate here from the train tracks. Now, this is where it gets especially complicated because we've gotten the chance to see the ring. We've taken a look at the mini-maps that were lying in the upper left, and you know that getting into Thermal is the only way into this zone. Moist, know it as well, fighting on the low ground simply to collect KP, not to plan out their future rotate. This is a game of kills for them as evac towers finally come in. Evac towers that are more like prayers in this ring because there is no safe space to land on the opposite end of this. There are oobs available onto Complexity's spot, but with Legacy hitting shots like that, Tech goes down and Legacy may choose to go for the kills instead. Well, maybe waking up a little too late, but it's too late. Better than never here as the Zul coming in with the wingman finding all those shots. While Wad is following up to get that dirty. Legacy is not trying to overextend. Still staying on this lip of a hill. It can get eliminated in your fees. They see the squads over on the other side of the house. It's Moist that's also putting in some pressure as well. Rather, it's POP on the high ground. Moist just playing off that low ground. It looks like it's just Gil down there. But Lux40 also sharing some of that space right in front of POP. It's about their next move. Last member of the Meat Squadron is likely going to have to face off against PLP and Legacy combined, if not both at the same time. PLP are looking very comfortable with the shields, the evac tower that we know they have, plenty of ammunition, and now an ult excel to get Zainu, the Rolling Thunder, make a push onto the high ground, actually possible to take the fight up against Legacy. Meat Lovers do go down, Legacy hanging on to height for now, and even with a 1x, Azul is making the 30-30 diff real. 
And the wingman too, by the way. It's been crazy. So many squads going down. Moist get eliminated. Meat lovers met, met their demise. PLP, though, yeah, trying to fight onto Legacy. Nizul with these wingman shots has been going crazy. Coming in clutch, taking out the first place squad. Goes for the quick shield swap. No! And the last member of that team goes down. Exit get eliminated in the feed. Nessu plays like he's immortal in that fight, swinging through a cat wall, essentially blind, and then actually getting the status applied to him. On the other end of this ring, we've been talking of complexity. Now can they survive the gauntlet? A quick reset does give them time, but it's Dark Zero on the other side, and Dark Zero are not going to give this up. Jen Burton fries Monsoon alive with the help of Sykes, and it's one member left of complexity. One member that is sure to go down. Four teams are left, and it's Dark Zero that take over all of Complexity's hard work. Sykes coming in with the Prowler. Thank you very much as Complexity with that early rotate was the cause of their demise. We knew that so many teams were going to look to collapse on them and Dark Zero had them in their sights for a long time, but giving up that building and that lot, look who moved up. It is Disguise. This is their time to shine. This circle pulling towards their respective POI and now having the space to play right behind Furia avoids them to get pinched between both of these teams quick oh. flyover this oh. is what we talked about earlier oobs possible and in this case sort of forced from jaguars nezul and yanya leave jaguars to deal with his own cat wall this is an ult expended to try and get back over to the team but no additional conduit cooldowns in order to help, and a bunch of nades now reigning in. Forces a defensive ult out of Nazul as well. Well, Fury around the corner. This is a doomed landing. This is not recoverable for as much damage as they were able to do. Furia still get the kills with the openers that they had, and now reset off of a cat wall. Again, forced, and again, a tough cooldown to let go of. Well, we're taking that fight right in front of Dark Zero's face. They were able to get that knock just as quickly, even though we saw them get knocked two on the other side from that conduit ult. But it was only one member of Furia before they were able to get that reset. The Skies are not going to be exiting out of this POI either. They're just going to be standing on top of this building while taking a look at Dark Zero, which is probably their biggest threat right now since they have them in their line of sight. Dark Zero started this game in third place. If they play this right, they could rocket up the leaderboards and take a second match day win. That would change everything. And with so much on the line, we can only hear it from them. Let's jump into a listen-in with Dark Zero. Yeah. Jen, do you have the G? Yeah, I do. Yeah, we just them, bro. I just can smoke you and run around in it, really. I can't even wall left team. They're not really safe. They're not even safe right now. I'm gonna try to keep pressuring them. I'm gonna compete with you. Uh, I don't know if it's worth it. Halcyon could just beat me on the cross. Careful, careful. No, you, you have to angle the rock to stay safe from house. You have to stay I'm safe house. You yeah. listening to me? Yeah, yeah I'm gonna get here later. We can't let them wrap left. I think Jen, Jen stays there. I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna watch the left team. Not they're not fun. They're not nice. fun. I'm gonna try pressure. I might wall them. I think they're walling on them. Are oh, they looking for full? I'm letting them full. One to the roof. Letting the fool. I'm on rock right now. There's hot staring at me. Watch out! Oh, we got a bad off. He's one shot. I'm coming back. I got bang out to it. I got bang out to it. I'm chilling. I'm not it's, no it's safe, I think. No it's safe, no it's safe. I have to tank it. Are you monkey us? Manning, manning, manning. I don't manning. see them, I don't see them. Manning, manning. Tell him. I think we're okay. I have no smokes. They're okay, I'm off. Wait, bang on to him. They got wall back. They're fighting us, fighting us! Okay, okay, okay. 
Dark Zero after getting walled on or on the verge of losing control. Zero is getting back into the game. It's a gold knockdown that changes the fight for Dark Zero. With plenty of clutter still being thrown at them, there is no good place to be. Arc stars abound. Dark Zero with just two members left still have another team to oh deal with. And guess God. who it is? It's Disguised that come up. It's Disguised that take the win.